Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is a very special episode because I have a guest with me. Now, some of you know that I have an apprenticeship program. It is a five-month initiation into shamanism. It's not just about teaching you how to journey and journey for other people and heal other people. It's a very real initiation into a way of life. Now, this process looks different for every apprentice, depending on their own story, their own conditioning. For some, it's one beautiful, smooth ride with instant miracles and ascension. For others, there are some areas that need some unconditioning and deprogramming, like a layer that needs to peel off. But for Amanda, there was a period of time during the apprenticeship that was very challenging for her. And that makes for an especially interesting and quite compelling story that ultimately allowed her to surrender very deeply into her calling as a shaman and now perform everyday miracles and healing. So I asked her to come on and share her experience with you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my own experiences and perspectives and never a substitute for medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of phrase and right back to that. We have an apprentice of mine, Amanda, and she was just recently initiated as a shaman and now stepping into her own amazing practice. And she agreed to come on here and talk a bit about her experience. Welcome, Amanda. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. It is just so nice to be on here and to get to chat with you, I've, you know, it's been three weeks since we finished and I've really missed our time together. So I'm just excited to be here this evening and to chat with Me you. Me too. I'm so excited. And yeah, it seems like it's been so much longer um, since I haven't heard your voice regularly. So maybe we should just start doing this like every other week. <laughs> I love it. You know, it feels like I have such a soul connection with you from many lifetimes ago. So it's just oh, always good to connect with you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. So, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't ever feel to me like when an apprentice is initiated, then, you know, that's parts over. It's like a forever bond. And like I said in our last session, like I will always be there for you just not just for guidance, but also as a friend. And I, I feel the exact same way. So I think that you had an especially um, interesting and very, let's say, animated, intense, and deep initiation process during the apprenticeship. So I think that that is especially uh, wonderful and beautiful to hear about from, from your perspective you know so let's just start with the beginning like why did you want to become an apprentice how did this calling come into your life so I feel like I need a little bit of backstory on that mm -hmm. I'm gonna go backwards several years I've always been a spiritual person I grew up in the church but there's always been I've always been seeking more 
So there was always ways in which I felt like Christianity, at least in what I was learning about in the church, was limited. So I've always been a seeker of things outside of the church. And I grew up in a very open system, so that was okay and, in fact, encouraged. So, you know, I've dabbled in Hinduism and studying different gods and goddesses. I've dabbled in some Buddhist practices. Um, I've dabbled in probably every Christian practice there is in different meditation techniques. Yeah, And probably five, six years ago, uh, my husband very suddenly left and I don't have a lot of trauma in my life, but this was very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And I woke up every day after that experience and every single day, not a day went by for the past six or seven years that I have not asked God how can I heal from this and how can I become stronger? And so for six or seven years, and I know that some of this happened to you as well. You know, you often say like the healing modality out there, I've tried it. Uh, I'm in the same vein. So, you know, breath works, yoga, different meditation practices, massage, all the things. And this went on for seven years. And I became stronger. I became more spiritually in tune. I started experiencing a lot more synchronicities. Um, I was led to different sort of teachers to study from. You know, I spent a lot of time with Abraham Hicks. Um, I spent a lot of time with, you know, reading Deepak Chopra, just all these different kind of teachers came into my life that I would spend a little bit of time with. And In July of this past year, so July of 2020, I hit what I call my trauma week. So July 4th is the date that my husband left me. Uh, was It was experienced from trauma on my end. Mm-hmm. And July 10th was my birthday, his parents' wedding anniversary, and his birthday. Wow. So for the past six years when this date has come, it is just sort of tell spinned me back into that trauma because you know our trauma as you know and probably your listeners know until it is ready to be healed uh it just sort of lays fallow and it can just sort of come up at different times and wreak havoc in our lives and so I got to what I call hell week the week of July 4th through the 10th my trauma week and I was actually with my family, which was part of my trauma trigger because they all have families. And here I was there alone uh, without my husband yet again for another family vacation without children. Um, And I couldn't do it. So I left and I came home and I started working through all my things. So Uh, Up until that point, like when I was going into trauma, I just had the checklist, like do the meditation, do the sound bowls, do do all the things. Yeah. And I did all the things. And then I had my first major journey, which was super huge and powerful. Um, I met one of what I thought was a primary spirit guide at the time, now what I'll call a secondary spirit guide, um, and just had this just immensely 
powerful spiritual transformation where in the shamanic realm, I was given a new heart um, and I was given new wings or wings, I guess, for the first time to fly. And I had no idea what had happened to me. What was happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just knew that it was this full sensory Teresa of Avila desert fathers and mothers experience that perhaps I had read about, but did not believe was an actual true spiritual experience Mm -hmm. that could really happen to me. Right. And And I love that so much, especially because of your background. And I think a lot of, you know, let's say Christian or religious people in general, um, experience this in the same way that you know about miracles, you read about them, like Ezekiel's, just like all miracles, all journey. But then when it happens to you, it it changes everything. It does. And that's one of the things that has been really amazing to me is that when I read scripture now, I can tell what is going on in scripture. Like yeah. I just picked up Ezekiel again yeah. this morning and was reading through it. And there are several times in Ezekiel where I can't remember how he phrases it, but it's something to the effect of it looked sort of like, I yeah. think, <laughs> because so many things that happen in the shamanic realm are sometimes hard to describe. And so even yeah. after Ezekiel, like I, I laughed about that this morning. I'm like, well, yeah, he didn't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It looks sort of like something. Um, yeah. But, you know, experiences all throughout, particularly uh, the time that Jesus lived and what was written about in the Gospels, so many of the healings, so many of the things that disciples saw, like the transfiguration um, and Jesus, like turning dazzling white, all of these things can be explained in the shamanic mm-hmm. realm. And so what's been really beautiful to me is that now when I pick up scripture, it has so much more depth and so much more meaning because I can relate and I can see what different writers were writing about. And Mm -hmm. I know that it was realer than real Mm -hmm. when they experienced it. Absolutely. It changes you. It changes every, every cell in your body every part of your life and I do want to say for listeners by the way if you're interested in let's say the biblical perspective accounts on journeying the Essenes and um, the Messiah and all of that a really great episode to go back to is the very first one about the Essenes and I also want to say that um, shamanism is not necessarily a Christian practice it's a universal practice so it's an innate ability let's call it like that but I think it's so amazing when you can actually see so clearly how all of these beautiful miracles that ultimately created many different religions are things that actually happen to us to human beings and are are real you know there are historical accounts of um, how source comes into our lives to help essentially absolutely and you know I think 
growing up in an open system, which really encouraged me to kind of look further. You know, one of the things that I think is really beautiful about shamanism is that it does extend past all religions. So, you know, many religions do have perhaps a shamanistic undertone, but you know, we've lost kind of the shaman language when in fact it was the first, it was sort of our first religious expression. Mm -hmm. So it really goes so much further back than anything that we would call Mm -hmm. religion or Christianity. And if people, if people are listening that do have a Christian background. One of the books that I read, Jessica, prior to studying with you was called The Galilean Shaman. And it was just fantastic. So it traces kind of the historical roots of shamanism and then traces Jesus as a shaman. Right. Yeah. But back to, we digress just a little bit. So I was having these experiences and I want to finish the story up. um, And I didn't know who to turn to. And you had, at the same time these things were going on, you had started following me on Instagram and you'd sent me a message that said, hey, you know, my name's Jessica. I work as a shaman. Let me know if you'd ever like to do any work with me. And at the time these sensory experiences were happening to me, I didn't know what was happening. And I pulled this message up of yours and thought, this woman is a shaman. Like, I know nothing about shamanism other than the fact that people go to the Amazon and do ayahuasca. You know, this is is all I know about it. Uh, I don't want to do ayahuasca. That's not part of my thing. And what is this? Who is this woman that's texting me or, you know, DMing me from Australia? And... You don't know this piece, but after after I ha- started having these powerful journeys on my own, I went back to, I, I was seeing a psychotherapist. And I now know that many psychotherapists, once they've kind of finished their psychotherapy training, do go over. There's, there's sort of an invisible line where it meets the shamanic realm. Right, so, yeah. Absolutely. I actually have another apprentice who is a psychotherapist. Yeah, it's quite common. Yeah. So when I kind of went back to tell my psychotherapist what was happening, she was kind of like, congratulations, you have graduated psychotherapy. I have no reason to see you again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I kind of said, what do I do now? And she said, well, I think you need to find a shaman. How does that sound to you? And At the time, I didn't know how you worked. I didn't know how shamanism worked. I knew very little about the Essenes. And so, Jessica, I actually sought out other shaman. And so Mm -hmm. I'm in Atlanta and I actually did some phone Skype kind of interviews with people in my area and none of them felt right. And so that's when I contacted you and was like, I need help. I have this thing. I think I can use it to help other people, but I really, really need some guidance because I have no idea what I'm doing. And it felt, I've done a lot of spiritual direction, you know, as a person who works for the church, 
I've had a whole mm-hmm. lot of spiritual directors, but this felt so much beyond that. And, yeah. you know, I really do think that source brought us together so that you could help me. Yeah. So it started with a journey. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, and I think my journey was super powerful. The first one that happened to me, actually, I've had, I think, three super powerful ones before I finally reached out to you and said, I need help. Um, and it's it was a little bit disconcerting at first because when you're used to living in a certain way and when you're used to living in, you know, this very physical world that we live in, when mm-hmm. elements of the spiritual world start dropping in, there, yeah, no there feels like a big disconnect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's starting to work itself out, you know, more and more every day where now I don't see the disconnect. I see the inner wovenness between the two but at first it was it was startling yeah it is it is yeah absolutely and this is I think quite common you know when you need to have a very deep level of trust uh, for those experiences in the beginning not to be very disrupting but you know sources often it's always very beautiful as well sometimes even with a sense of humor, the way source works, guides work, but it's just a a fact and quite logical that those experiences come into our lives at times where we are in need of deep transformation and healing. So it's already touching on an open wound, so to say. So you have to be really open and stick with it to come in and keep flowing and for those two levels of reality let's say to really integrate and become one which they already are in your energy field but it's like your physical body your physical reality has so much catching up to to do and you really need to let your ego your rational mind take a back seat to allow your higher self to to take over and let those two merge and I think you did that with some hiccups in the beginning, but ultimately with a lot of grace and you found such a deep level of surrender that's now allowing you to do all of this amazing work. So do you want to tell a little bit about that process, kind of like the highs and lows or the lows that became the highs through surrendering? Yeah, so... We've talked a little bit about this because I do think I had a very intense experience. So, which is also just sort of how I'm wired as an individual. So I often Mm -hmm. tell people I either run, like if emotions are on a scale of one to 10, I either run one to three or seven to 10. Like there is no mid range for me. And that's just sort of how I'm wired. And the apprenticeship was no different for me. And (laughs) first of all, I just want to tell the world, I just need to give you so much thanks and from the bottom of my heart, I am so thankful because there was a very low time 
when everything sort of collided and mm-hmm. it was a collision of me not believing in myself. It was a collision of this whole spiritual world has been blown. The lid has been blown off my spirituality and yeah. the apprenticeship. I tell people is like 30 years of spiritual growth in five to six months. So it was happening at such an accelerated rate. And I probably was not integrating as fast and as much as I could because I was still working full time when we did the apprenticeship. So there wasn't a whole lot of time to integrate. So, and then everything, every single thing that you need to deal with in order to serve the highest good is going to come up. And so, you know, if there are past relationships, if there's issues with money or abundance, which I had some issues around that, if there are issues with self-worth, they are all going to surface. And Mm -hmm. there was a time in the apprenticeship when I was freaking out and just sending you email after email (laughs) of, like lengthy, pouring my heart out and really freaking out saying, Jessica, like, I just, I can't do it anymore. It's too hard. I don't want to finish. I don't know if I'm like called to do this work. A lot of self-questioning and you were just, my bank account was getting low. Um, and you were just so gracious. And I remember you sent me an email and it said like, Amanda, I journeyed on you before we began. You were honest with me about what you thought all of your issues were before we started. And I took you on as an apprentice anyway. And in our last session, you said, you know, part of my job was to hold space for you just so that you would have space to process and have space to go through the lessons that you needed to go to in order to place. And Mm -hmm. I could not be more grateful because even I remember even like sending the emails and thinking it, it was, it's almost like an old pattern coming up. Like if I whine to Jessica, you know, just a little bit more, she'll just drop me as an apprentice and I won't have to worry about it anyway. Um, and you did not do that at all. You were just gracious and amazing and patient. And I know that I've not been the easiest apprentice to work with because I have had a lot to work through and I'm so thankful that we stuck with it. Me too. I was never going to let you give up on yourself. And I knew that it was like any second that you were going to come out the other side and the miracles were going to take over. Absolutely. And and the highs, you know, the highs were so high. Um, I mean, first of all, the ability to help other people through their trauma and healing is just unbelievably. It is. It is. It's it's an indescribable thing that you Mm -hmm. witnessed. Um, And I hear you say so many times, it's so hard to put this into words, but you know, God's great legacy, right? It's even like a seal. It feels sort of like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels sort of like love. It feels sort of like grace. It feels sort of like amazement. It feels sort of like awe. But even those words mm-hmm. aren't enough to describe 
the beauty of of watch witnessing source heal someone. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just extraordinary. It is. It is. Ah, twenty two, twenty two on the podcast, of course. Um, it is, and that's like the the great the greatest challenge in my job, at least this part of my work, is uh, putting the experience into words. It's indescribable. It's miracle after miracle after miracle, and words just cannot really do do it justice, especially because now in society we say like amazing about every other thing. Right. <laughs> experience. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But being really in awe um, it's a difference. It's a different thing. Yeah. So let's let's hear about your your miracles, like what you've been doing, what you've been experiencing already. So I would say from like right, you've been initiated three weeks ago. Correct. So you're like baby shaman right now. But tell us tell us what's been happening, what you've been doing. Yeah, I mean. Even before the apprenticeship was over, like I was starting to recognize real healing power in other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even through our work together, we were able to help a lot of people. Uh, Certainly, I had a a childhood friend who needed some healing um, and that came kind of on its own one night. Uh, I was able to help a friend that had some shoulder issues and neck issues. I was able to help another friend who was in an insomniac and had not Mm -hmm. been sleeping really forever. We were able to remove trauma. Um, He's now sleeping through the night. I think he slept two 10 hour shifts. Uh, And those were kind of, that was kind of my first separated journey apart. To, to be able to give an, an insomniac the gift of sleep, <laughs> let's, let's just take a second for that. Yeah. yeah. And what about the, uh, the, the back shoulder issues with your other friend? What were they? Yeah. How did they, how, how did it work? Like, how did you know that they, that, that. Oh, well, she. <laughs> They went to the chiropractor the next day and the chiropractor just sort of was amazed about what all had been moved around. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's so funny because friends that I've worked on will call back and they'll say like, oh my goodness, this really worked as if they didn't believe it when we actually did it. But when the physical thing starts to clear out, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. We yeah, had it is. Yeah. I, just this week, I actually healed a friend in person, which was was really interesting because, you know, that's not part of our training, but it's certainly part of what we do in the church. You know, if we're really going to believe in intercessory prayer, like let's really believe mm-hmm. that. And what is really cool, Jessica, is that she has some shamanic sight. So, you know, one of the things that's happened to me, and this just happened this week, it was the first time that I've something that appears in the shamanic realm appeared in my 
waking normal yeah. sight when I was yeah. in the shower. And this is a person who has that sort of sight all the time. And so, you know, she'll tell me I'll be working and she'll say, oh, I saw like spirit, like in the form of fire fall upon you today. Or, you know, I was walking through this section of the building and I saw this huge wave of God's presence that showed up like a physical wave. And so I actually, she was in some pain and we did some work together and she saw me in my shamanic form. So as you know, I, I have these wings that were gifted to me in this first shamanic journey that I had. And we kind of got done with what we were doing. And later in the day, she texted me and she said, do you know that you have wings? <laughs> and I said, I do. But she was able to see those like in that That's moment. So, um, so, you know, there's just, I think for me, like the he, helping people heal trauma has been absolutely extraordinary. And people have heard you talk about that on and on again. And, and you just can't, you can't put words to how amazing that is. And you also can't put a limit on to how extraordinary this work is. But one of the really beautiful miracles that's happening to me, you know, as a baby shaman three weeks out is just this complete merging of the shamanic realm and the physical realm in a way that's just so beautiful. You know, you know that birds yeah. have been, with me throughout the whole time. And right after I was initiated, uh, there were cardinals, which are a healing presence to me that built a nest like right on my back porch. And mm -hmm. the day was actually this podcast. And it was also the first journey that I did for someone that I didn't solicit. So they came to me asking for a journey. So today oh, sort wow. of like my kind of like stepping off point into yeah. like being a real shaman. So it's beautiful to share this with you. But also mm -hmm. today was the day that the birds took flight out of their nest. Oh, and, really? Yeah, they flew today. And oh. I just give so much thanks to God because it's just been, you know, God or source, the divine, whatever term you use, like the timing is always just so amazingly perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me is just an unfolding miracle of watching how perfect timing is of watching mm -hmm. all these beautiful signs that continue to come, you know, into my own personal life in ways that I just could have never imagined. It's, it's so much better than you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> And do you feel like that that space that was filled with a lot of resistance and doubts and doubting yourself, that it's really being replaced with just miracles and trust? Absolutely. I mean, I still think I have a lot more integration work to do on that, but it's definitely accelerated. And, you know, it's one of these things where I think like any healing for our lives it doesn't move perfectly forward in this sort of graph 
line graph movement up in a straight line. You know, there's a little bit of backward, there's a little bit of forward. Yeah, it's like cyclical, but but it's always on a new level, right? It's like a spiral. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, I still have some integration work to do, but it's definitely like moving in the right direction at such an accelerated pace. And, you know, I can even tell by the courageous conversations that I have with people, um, by the things that I'm posting on social media, that there is so much more of a trust in my inward self than I like have ever had before or could imagine. And I think that will just continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, I'm so proud of you. And it's been such a joy working with you, really. And um, it just is the greatest gift to have you out there doing this work. Oh, you are like so sweet. And, you know, for anybody that is like, is Jessica really the real deal? And, you know, I know people are always asking, like, are you really like your post and stories? But I mean, this has just been, it's been one of the, it has been the hardest experience of my life, but it is also hands down the most amazing and extraordinary thing I've, I've ever done. There's, there's zero question about that. Um, And you've just been so amazingly beautiful to work with. You're just so full of light and love and, you know, source has sent you on a mission. Source has sent us all on a mission. Yeah, we're in it together, absolutely. To help, you know, up-level and raise consciousness and and bring light and love to this place. And I'm just so grateful for all the work that you're doing. So am I. So am I. Thank you so much about sharing your, your experience because I'm always talking about, like, what I'm doing, but it's so much more fun to hear from someone who's actually experiencing it going through right now. And um, yeah, just feel so lucky to, uh, to share, to share this work with you really. Thank you. So it's a little bit late on your end and you have journey today. You're spreading your wings like your cardinals. So gonna let you get some rest and um yeah just thank you for coming on here just thank you for your courage and your grace during the entire process your sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) throughout it all and um yeah we're we're only at the beginning oh thank you so much it's been a delight to talk with you you too. And we'll we'll keep chatting every day. Too.